Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. And here is my friend, Michelle Woods. Michelle, how are you feeling today? Hi, I am great. I feel refreshed and rejuvenated. I just got to see you in person. You're kind of glowing. Is that the impact I? I have on people? Yeah, I'm <laughs> not pregnant. You. It's just Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think, I mean, m- most people may not realize we don't live close to each other. Not at all. Uh, so we see each other a couple times a year. Max. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've seen you, what, three, three times this year already? Right. I've had to make multiple trips to Texas <laughs> to check on my mom. Uh, who I would appreciate prayers for. Um, yes. But yeah, getting to go through Benton. But this past weekend, we enjoyed uh, a very relaxing weekend with children in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> I was picking up my great niece from Dallas, but I told her mom, why don't we just meet in Memphis? And then I stopped and was like, wait a minute, why would we meet in Memphis? What is there to do in Memphis? Like no offense. (laughs) Yeah. I thought let's meet in Branson instead Mm -hmm. and have a heyday. Cause you had said this is one of your favorite spots. Yes. It is. I could be a Branson tour guide actually. Some people think it's for, it's like, I'm not like an old, no, I know. I, it used to be kind of an old people place. Like they did all the shows and buffets and, you know, but it's so different now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Dixie Stampede, but yeah, it's a lot different now. And uh, yeah, I love it. So we had a blast. It was an awesome weekend. My kids loved it. We did. So So lots of activities there for kids. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lots of good food, lots of really pretty scenery. Loved Top of the Rock. Yep, I took yes. your advice, and we went up there and drove golf carts Good. through the caves and saw the waterfalls, Aww. and it was amazing. It really is. It's beautiful. Yeah, so I recorded a little video snippet. It, for people who don't know, we send out a, an intimately speaking devotional three times a week. Once a week, it's this podcast. Another mm-hmm. time, it's a video, and another time, it's maybe an excerpt or a hot tip for sexually confident wives or something like that. But I talked about our creek bed experience. Oh, but I want to hear this from your perspective. So I'll, <laughs> I'll kind of set the stage for everyone and then I'll let you take it from there. Um, I was uh, just kind of scouting around. I love just to look at architecture and neighborhoods and that sort of thing when I go to a new place. And so I saw this area that had this amazing creek that had public access. So I went and explored it by myself and I thought, oh my goodness, we need to bring the kids back here. So mm-hmm. the next morning we loaded them all up and took them <laughs> over to this creek and I'll let you give your perspective on how your two boys and my niece responded oh, yeah. to this. Right. Yeah. Well, on our way over there, they were like, so why are we going here? You know, they're ready to ride go-karts and eat and play. And they're like, why are we going and I said, well, we're just looking at an area that Shannon likes and um, there's a creek. So you guys can kind of, you know, walk through the creek and just wade in it if you want to. So that's what we had in mind. And that's what I had in mind. I was thinking, you know, how you roll up your pant legs when you were a kid and you go yes. wading through the creek and exactly. see, see minnows or whatever. Yes. So, yeah. Then what happened? So we get to this creek and it is, it is the most beautiful place uh clear water 
and when it where it's deep it's blue and you can see the rocks the fish and it's flowing so there's a little bit of a current and our kids climbed down these rocks i mean we we couldn't even get there fast enough before they were already in the water and uh brody my oldest said well mom mom can i can i just jump in and I look at Shannon and I'm like, well, that's not what we thought was going to happen. But I said, sure, why not? So Brody jumps in and the current starts carrying him downstream. Then my nine-year-old is like, well, can I jump in? So he jumps in and then your niece is like, hey, what about me? Can I jump in? So all these kids are uh, being swept away by the current, having a blast. Um, it, it was so fun to watch them play and laugh and Brody's at that age where, you know, testosterone's flowing. So he's over there picking up driftwood, lifting it like barbells above his head and, uh, you know, working out. So creative. Yes. Yeah. It was so amazing and I will never forget it. And my kids won't ever forget it. And, uh, you know, they, they're already ready to go back. They've, yeah. they've planned this extravaganza with you guys every year. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's what yeah. I, what we thought was going to be like a five or 10 minute pit stop turned mm -hmm. out to be an hour and a half of just total frolicking and delight. Like it was bliss. so funny. Yeah. Total yeah. bliss. Journey's mom, my niece Paige, she looks at me and she goes, and this is free. Why would we <laughs> tell them no? You have to get out. Yeah. So you can go pay money to go do different to go fun somewhere. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so I, I loved it. Just did my heart so good to just sit there mm -hmm. on the rocks with you and Paige and just watch these three children just lose themselves. They were just totally uninhibited in that water and just yeah. so creative and playful. And it kind of leads me right. to what I wanted to talk about today. Um, oh, <laughs> so what's what that? Talk about today, Michelle. <laughs> well, we've already talked about creek beds. We're also talking about scavenger hunts and gorilla glue. <laughs> Whatever that means. Where All are you right. taking us? Always Shannon? an interesting combination. All so right. we've obviously just talked about creek beds. Uh, that also reminds me one time we were taking my son, Matthew, to um, Glen Rose in Texas, where mm -hmm. the creek beds have the dinosaur tracks and stuff. He was about oh, five. What? And, and he says, Mommy, do we need to take pillows for our trip and blankets? And I'm like, <laughs> pillows and blankets? Why, Matthew? And he goes, you said we're going to the creek beds. <laughs> oh, literally. Creek Very bed. literal. <laughs> camp out right Time there to go, creek, go to sleep in the creek bed. yeah <laughs> so today I want to have a continuing discussion you know we've the past two episodes we've talked about is your husband illiterate or are you illiterate? Yeah, right. well there's another part of female anatomy that I think is equally as important when it comes to orgasmic response and sexual mm -hmm. satisfaction and bonding a couple together like nothing else. So there is this elusive G-spot that has been the topic of much controversy the past several decades. Mm -hmm. um, so there was this guy named, I think his name was Ernst Grafenberg, and he discovered that there is a section of a woman's vaginal canal 
that is very sensitive to pressure. And that if you know what you're doing, you can actually trigger an orgasmic response simply by putting a little bit of pressure on that one particular area. So I know that you probably looked up some fun facts or tidbits about G-spot stuff before we dive into the mechanics and anatomy and all of that. What did you learn about G-spot? Well, I learned that this is supposedly the cherry on the cake when it comes to women and sex. And uh, pretty much every article I read said that, but I also read that few can find it. And a lot of people question, is it real? And is it really there? So I think from what I've read and experienced, it definitely takes some teamwork and exploring uh, to, to find it. But, um, you know, I read about different toys you can buy that stimulate your G-spot, um, different positions. But one thing I read that made me die laughing was that there is a G-spot surgery and it's actually called g-shot and it's a, it's special injections that make the g-spot bigger and easier to find like Botox so, for your literally <laughs> there is a doctor that hosts g-shot parties so these these groups of women come to see him and get their injections together so I'm not recommending this. Isn't that no, no, no. It was just it made me laugh. Uh, because I can just picture all these women like a Botox party coming together to uh you know get these injections. They're eighteen hundred and fifty dollars every four months for these injections. Oh my but god. Yeah, I know. But and, the doctor and, claims that eighty-seven percent of women can get more aroused after after having this shot. So Women well, are flocking to him, apparently. The fact <laughs> that women are willing to pay so much money to find it should tell you something. Yeah, for you sure. Know, it, it, it certainly, it, it's a sensation like no other, and it really does bond you to your partner like Gorilla Glue. That, that's where the Gorilla Glue comes in today. Right. Uh, that when a woman learns to orgasm, that's certainly a bonding experience. When she learns to have a G-spot, orgasm that is even more of a bonding experience because it releases more juices and it releases mm -hmm. more internal juices too in the in the way of just hormones oxytocin all those bonding hormones but i would say that husbands who know how to stimulate both the clitoral mm -hmm. area and the g-spot area simultaneously where she can have a blended orgasm where she can oh. actually <laughs> Look at you roll your head and eyes back. <laughs> okay, Michelle's done. She's gone. <laughs> She's gone. You take it from here, Shannon. I'm out. Yeah, that's yeah. called a blended orgasm. Mm. And mm -hmm. from, I just wish that I could have like a recorder going when I'm talking to couples and this subject comes up and once mm -hmm. they learn how to do it and then they come back in my office, she literally sits like, six inches closer, like right up underneath his armpit. Like she can't get close enough to him and yeah. just the googly look in her eyes. And <laughs> the idea is this is my man and I am not going to do anything that would jeopardize our relationship because I am keeping him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that yep. husbands would love to have their wives feel that way about them. Of mm -hmm. you are my sexual hero. 
I never yep. want to let you go. Yes. Uh, I can never get enough of you. Mm -hmm. Like if a husband really wants that kind of bond with his wife, I hope that he will pay close attention today because we're going to walk yeah. you through all of the steps, in my opinion, to experience this type of satisfaction. And it's not going to cost you $1,850 donation. You are welcome to do that to the Women's Women Scholarship Fund, <laughs> where we go even deeper into this conversation. At the exactly. Yeah. Yes. So there's going to be several things that I recommend, but first things first, Michelle, I think we need to take a quick commercial break. So. Uh, can you hear the song in the background? Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Is that like <laughs> or is that just, oh, that's that just our, in my head. Is that our theme song for today? <laughs> it could be, it could be. <laughs> hey, on tap listeners, do you dream about positively impacting people's lives? Yeah, maybe you feel like you've got a book in you. you know, if you dream about sharing your story, would you like to be personally mentored by an award-winning, million-copy, best-selling author, with over 25 years of speaking experience? If so, consider joining Shannon Etheridge's BLAST mentoring program. And I love this. BLAST stands for Building Leaders, Authors, Speakers, and Teachers. And through these 12 self-paced online lessons, you'll receive lifetime access to over 40 hours of instructional video, inspiring peer interaction, encouraging monthly calls with Shannon and the Blast community, and amazing templates to guide your every speaking and writing endeavor, and much more. Go to shannonetheridge.com and click on the professional coaching link for more information and use the code ONTAP for a 20% listener appreciation discount. Why wait? Start the self-paced mentoring program today and bring your speaking and writing dreams to life. I'm Phil Carlson, Blast graduate, and I approve this message. Well, I just got back from my cold shower. Thank <laughs> you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but so question for the total novice, like what would you recommend? Where do you even start? Okay. So my number one assignment is that you need to get your hands on some sort of waterproof crib pad, waterproof mattress pad, uh, the naked bed sheet, I highly recommend. Uh, if you just go to, I believe it's nakedbed.com, they're a company out of Georgia that makes mattress protectors and they got smart and started making these sexy slip and slides for your bed. I know that we've talked about them before. Yeah. Um, you, but you're going to need to put protection down on your mattress because this particular type of orgasm produces a lot of fluid, maybe not the first time and maybe not every time, but it has the potential of producing up to, I believe like a half a cup of fluid. So like for all women, some women, get like, all, you, there is no one size different. fits all about yeah. women's bodies. Yeah. Every woman's right. body is different, but you know, I can tell you from personal experience that sometimes it's just a little bit of a trickle and other times it's like, a gush waterfall. A lot of it, I think, is determined by how long it's been since you had mm -hmm. one. Like if you're going weeks yeah. in between G-spot orgasms, that fluid is going to have built up in those glands. Whereas if you're kind of milking that snake regularly, for lack of a better expression, <laughs> then it, it may not be as much, but there may yeah. be another woman who would correct me on that. Um, 
Well, and can we clarify what, like, the liquid we're talking about? This yes. is not, this is not pee. Exactly. Right? This is, this is different. This is so totally some women different. don't know what, what it means, you know? And that's why I think that it's important that women know that it could be, like, a half a cup of fluid because I don't want them panicking that they have all of a sudden wet the bed when this much water comes out of them because it sure. doesn't come out of the urethra. It doesn't come out of the bladder. It's literally coming out of the vaginal canal and it is female ejaculate. And so the way that you can tell the difference is that pee is usually yellowish in color and has an acidic odor to it, like a pungent mm -hmm. odor. And female ejaculate is totally clear and doesn't usually have an odor at all. Now, from what I understand, there are certain foods that you can eat that can make it taste sweeter or more bitter. Um, yeah. If you're aiming, I mean, obviously you're not going to aim for more bitter. So the things that you probably <laughs> need to avoid are garlic and asparagus. They're made. Uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, the the garlic asparagus side dish you need yeah. to bypass. Avoid it. Yeah. If you're going home to play, go eat some pineapple. Right. Exactly. That's that's the main <laughs> thing that you can eat that actually makes your juices taste sweeter, and that's pineapple. So once you have your plan down for what you're going to do with this ejaculate, because it will be plentiful, it will be abundant, and it will, I mean, if, if he's using his fingers like I'm going to teach him to do in a minute, then it's going to create some splashing. So I recommend mm -hmm. something like from her ears to her heels like literally that big of a space because the, the fluid will fly if you're having the kind of fun that our kids had in the creek. Yes. <laughs> so what she is going to do is she's going to lay on her back with her belly facing the ceiling. Okay. And I highly recommend that you not just jump in straight with this. I recommend snuggling for a while, being skin to skin, getting relaxed, letting that oxytocin flow. Maybe he gives her a back massage or a foot massage or a face massage or all three um, and make out a little bit, start kissing. Mm -hmm. Get some, some foreplay. Exactly, some foreplay, uh, you know, caress her breasts, maybe stimulate her nipples a little bit. Uh, just some playful back and forth with your tongues, perhaps, you know, enjoy a little bit of oral sex or whatever. But what you're gonna do, husbands, is with your palm facing the ceiling, you're going to insert your two middle fingers. So your ring finger and your, and your shoot the bird finger, basically. Those <laughs> two fingers go inside her vaginal canal and the index finger, your pointer finger and your pinky just kind of cradle her bottom. And uh, we'll get to blend it in a minute, but I don't want to forget what you can do with your thumb in this position is just place it gently, very gently over her clitoris. But again, we'll come back to blend it in a moment. But what you're going to do with these two middle fingers is you're going to make a come hither motion. You know how like if you're, if you're trying to tell somebody to come here, but you can't use words, you're going to like put your finger up in front of your face and, and bend it toward your nose as if to say, mm -hmm. come this direction. Come here. Right. Come here. Yeah. Come this direction is basically <laughs> like that's how you can remember what you're Literally. supposed to do with those fingers. Literally. It's a come hither motion. Mm -hmm. So as you, if you have your fingers inserted 
at least to the second knuckle, if not all the way in. And yeah, every woman is different. So for one woman, it may be you only need to go past the first knuckle. For another woman, it may be the second knuckle. For another woman, she may need it all the way in. But you're going to basically finger her, moving your hand back and forth while doing that come hither motion with these two fingers. And what it's gonna do is it's gonna stroke this anterior portion of her vaginal canal that is about the size and shape of a walnut. And it actually kind of has that feel too. It kind of feels just a little bit rigid, a little more rough. Spongy kind of? Yeah, spongy if she's engorged. If she's really turned on, it, it very well may feel more spongy. But yeah, once you identify it, you can't miss it. But it is, you know, it's like riding a bike. You're going to have to learn how first. Yeah. So it, here's the thing that she needs to remember. She's got to lean into this. It mm -hmm. may feel awkward at first. She may feel as if, but you're tickling my bladder and I'm afraid I'm going to pee. You know what? Go empty your bladder before this even started. Yeah. And if you wind up doing the massaging and the kissing and the making out for a while, go empty your bladder again, right before this type of stimulation. It's okay to interrupt the mojo for this purpose because you do not want to start engaging in this with a full bladder because it's going to get very uncomfortable if you do. So here's a question uh -huh. real quick. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, I can picture what some women are thinking like, well, let me try and figure this out myself first oh. and then have, have him join the party. But can women find it themselves? In all the years that I've been doing workshops, I believe a total of about three or four women have told me that they can. I've never been okay. able to. Have you? Uh, my fingers are like short sausages, so no, <laughs> they're not long enough to reach. Yeah, there ain't anything in there. This is one of those things where I kind of think that God designed it to be partner dependent. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> what would we need our husbands for if we could do it all by ourselves? You know, this I mean, is it's true. It feels so much better too, in my opinion, when you're not having to do any work, you're just right. relaxing, leaning into it. And what's going to happen is it's going to start feeling just really relaxing and gushy and good. Mm -hmm. And you might in the first few times feel the need to bear down, almost like you're mm -hmm. pushing That's a baby push. out type of a thing. Yeah. You, and when you push, it's going to pressure, put pressure on those glands and it's going to cause that fluid to squirt. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to be embarrassed about it. You don't need to panic about it. Again, you've got something waterproof underneath you. You're not going to ruin your brand new sleep number mattress or anything like that. Don't um, be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> yeah, don't be scared. Uh, just let it flow. And yeah. here's the cool thing. Don't think that one gush is all there is. Mm -hmm. Because it's but like... Wait there's more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a waterfall. And uh, what Charlie is really good at doing, I have to give him credit, is he can sense when my body is building up to that release and he will trigger that release. And you know, it's obvious when the expulsion of fluid happens. And then he kind of backs off and will just hold me in his arms and kiss my neck. And we'll kind of just calm down and just laugh and mm -hmm. look at each other and talk. And a few minutes later, here he goes again. And like, mm -hmm. he can just tell that I need just a few minutes, almost like a refractory period, but it's not a refractory yeah. period, but it's right. basically <laughs> those fluids are still building up 
as long as you remain connected right. to your mate. And so he can go back in and trigger another one and another one. And it may be up to you to say, okay, uncle or you know, whatever code word you <laughs> right. want to use. I've just, I've had enough, but mm -hmm. don't stop it at one or two uh, because this, this could go on for a while. In fact, when Charlie and I were newlyweds, we tested the theory. We decided to do a scientific experiment of how long <laughs> can a woman actually experience G-spot orgasms one after another. Oh and my we gosh. Watched, we watched <laughs> Are you ready for this? And what did you, what did you find, you sex lady, you? <laughs> well, it's my responsibility to take yes. my philosophies into the laboratory. This is true. And make this sure true. that they are sound principles. <laughs> so yeah, just call me a guinea pig. Yeah, I'm just a yes, I'm exactly. a martyr for my you're, cause. You're a lab rat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a lab rat. That's right. Well, this lab rat finally had to call it quits after 40 minutes of oh one gosh. orgasm after another, after another, after another. That is insane. Yeah. And so I feel as if as women, we really shortchange ourselves. We feel as if yes. we have an orgasm. Okay. Right. We're done. And yeah. the female body is capable of so much more. And once you learn what your body is truly capable of, your husband will be so jealous that he has a penis instead of a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can have I'm, more fun. I'm sure that I've said it before, but it's worth repeating. The whole concept of penis envy that Sigmund Freud came up with, uh -huh. that women just have penis envy. They just wish they had a penis. Yeah. Why? Why? That's a hard pass. Yeah. Why no. would a woman want a <laughs> shotgun when she already owns a semi-automatic? <laughs> there is, I've heard other people say this, so I'm just quoting other people. Um, there is power in the pussy. There is so <laughs> much power in what the female genitalia is able to yep. achieve. Some people that women just don't know yet. Yeah, but I get the feeling that after this episode, maybe they will be willing to experiment and become lab rats in their own rights. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I have never, um, the whole thing of, of trying this on yourself I don't yeah. think that it's going to be at nearly as effective as if you just relax into it. Now, if you don't have a great relationship with your husband right now and you two are fussing and fighting, mean, I mean, there's such a thing as good makeup sex, right. but I think that a couple kind of needs to be at a good place for her yeah. to really press into this. So you might need to consider doing a little bit of relationship coaching if this is unsuccessful at first. Once you feel really bonded and connected to your partner and that oxytocin is releasing and it is bonding mm -hmm. you together, I think that the G-spot orgasm is a lot more likely. So, um, yeah. And then sometimes it's still shame from a woman's past or childhood or sexual abuse or something like that. Sometimes there are mental roadblocks that a woman just yeah. can't get there. Hurdle over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's only about 60 to 70% of women have been able to experience their own G-spot orgasm. And some women just mm -hmm. simply say, they've tried, they've tried, they've tried, they've tried, they've tried, and it's just not been successful. Please don't yeah. feel as if you're broken, that there's anything wrong with you. There's not. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I can't recommend these Botox <laughs> injection type things, but yeah. <laughs> perhaps yeah. there are, I know that Lael Harrelson with covenantspice.com probably has 
a wide variety of G-spot stimulators in her mm -hmm. repertoire. Uh, Covenant Spice is my favorite marital aid website. Um, we're, I think we're going to have Lael on an episode later in the fall. And okay. so uh, if, if you aren't able to experience it with your husband, with his fingers, your next step would be maybe try one of these manual stimulators, but let him try it on you. And if that still doesn't work, maybe try it on yourself because there are some women that it's just easier for them to orgasm by themselves than it is with mm -hmm. their partner um, for a wide variety of reasons. But um, you know, just keep trying. Don't, don't just give up because you've tried once or twice. Keep right. trying. So now let's shift gears to that blended orgasm. Um, and guys, I hope that it goes without saying, you need to make sure that your hands are very properly cleansed. And I'm not talking about just spraying antibacterial stuff on it. Like, I, in fact, I think that that probably would be not good for a woman's vaginal chemistry to put antibacterial mm -hmm. yeah. stuff. So I just recommend that you just go wash your hands with like an ivory soap, you know, just regular. So I guess it can be antibacterial, but just make sure that you rinse it off really, really good. Dry your hands really, really good. Um, but what you're going to do to accomplish this blended orgasm is again, the two middle fingers are inside of her. The index finger and pinky finger are cupping her, her buns, her behind. And with the very pad of your thumb, just make a, just a very small rotating motion, like the tiniest of motions. The worst thing that you can do is mash her too hard because keep in mind that you're already mashing her inside with those fingers. Mm -hmm. And basically what the G-spot is, is it's a continuation of the nerve root from the clitoris. And that's why mm -hmm. it can be orgasmic. It's, it's basically the same nerves. It's just that the yeah. clitoris is the nerve endings and the G-spot is the nerve roots. But you I, can envision that if a guy is squeezing her nerve root and also puts too much pressure on the nerve endings, if you hurt her, it's going to set her way back. Well, and just communicate, like ask, you know, does that feel good? Is it too hard? You know, just talk, talk through it. Right. So you know what she likes and you know, it feels good. Right. And so just that gentle motion, either back and forth or circular or just a little bit up and down, up and down sometimes is a little bit more intense. I think the side to side motion is probably a little bit more tolerable for a woman. Cause just please keep in mind guys, there are 8,000 nerve endings in that one little spot. And so if you're rubbing it too hard or too rough or too one directionally, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of rub it raw. And again, that's not going to be a good thing. I highly recommend saliva to lubricate her clitoris really, really well mm -hmm. so that that massaging action has plenty of slickness to it. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think one of the favorite ways for some men, not all, uh, to trigger a blended orgasm is for him to be um, performing oral sex on her and bring her to that brink of orgasm. And couples who have a really solid sexual repertoire, he will know. He will know mm -hmm. by her body that she is on the threshold. She's given him all kinds of body language signals and moans signals. and groans. Yeah. Just when she's on that precipice of a, a clitoral orgasm, then he puts his fingers in and starts stroking, but continues to do what he was doing with his tongue on her clitoris. Mm -hmm. 
And so she can literally have a G-spot orgasm and it's just splashing him all over his chin and neck and chest while he also brings her to a clitoral orgasm. That's the Gorilla Glue kind of orgasm. <laughs> That's the bond. <laughs> <laughs> that is yes. the total bond. And it, it doesn't have to, you know, if, if that grosses a woman out to think of like squirting him like all over his body or whatever, but you know, you might want to ask him how he feels about that before you assume that he wouldn't right. love it. Because I think that there's definitely something psychological to this, that for a man to feel as if not only did I bring my woman to a clitoral orgasm, but I have also sent her to the very pinnacle of, mm -hmm. of what her body right. is capable of. Like right. she is now having every form of orgasm known to woman. And this is something that I can't even do myself. Like he is just so excited because he feels like the man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a stud in the bedroom. You can hear the Rocky sure. victory song <laughs> in the background. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So don't assume anything. Uh, communicate, talk, uh, make suggestions. And the more you experience this type of G-spot orgasm or blended orgasm, the more comfortable you're going to become in the bedroom. Yeah. It, it just, it is so bonding. And I think it is so stress relieving. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah. And what, if we rewind for a second, what I was going to say too, is just, you know, you were saying to lay on your back and, but try different positions. Mm. Um, I lay on my stomach and Brian Woods is a freaking magician i don't even know what goes on <laughs> behind me but so I basically mean, he turns his hand over where his palm is facing yes. down and that way his fingers because you yeah, can't put your fingers I, I backwards even, but you can't exactly in, i literally now that i'm thinking about it i don't even know how it happens uh but yeah just so just play with it and well, try you've given me something to aspire to girl oh my gosh <laughs> yes yes He's amazing. Um, but yeah, so, so try, try out some different things. And then also I, I was reading and I have experienced it too, but, um, you can have G-spot orgasms through intercourse. Oh, yes, absolutely. So it's not just fingers, um, but trying different positions, having sex. And, absolutely. Um, and the, the easiest position to, to achieve that uh, sorry, I was what are you going to say And the easiest position to achieve that, in my opinion, is, is just cowgirl of just you get reverse on top, cowgirl. reverse, reverse. Cowgirl? well, both like you on top either way, uh, okay. but you're saying Usually most men's penises curve up, but if a man's penis curves down, I can see how reverse cowgirl would be more effective. Yeah. But I think every couple is going to be unique in that. Mm -hmm. Just find a position that his that the head of his penis is stroking up against that uh, G spot. I also think that a woman on her back with her legs up, where her ankles mm -hmm. are like over his shoulders, yeah. hips and are he, like tilted, mm -hmm, and he's like cradling her behind with his hands, that he can go mm -hmm. much deeper that way. He can also have freedom to to once he thrusts, as he pulls out, that the head of his penis, if he's circumcised, kind of goes along that ridge of the mm -hmm. G-spot. So you're just going to have all kinds of fun experimenting, exploring, and having all kinds of splish splash fun of your own. And gentlemen, I know that you're like, okay, well, when are you going to talk about helping my wife 
get really good at mm -hmm. oral sex and stimulation <laughs> for me. Yeah. How can she not fail at fellatio moving forward? Well, here's what the thing. What is that? that? What <laughs> <Fellatio>. is that? <laughs> Come on, Dr. Shannon. You're always inquisitive about the medical Layman's terms. terms. Gosh. Uh, you're going to make me say it, aren't you? Yep. What is fellatio for those <laughs> of us that don't use words like that? Yeah. But we're going to talk about blowjobs. <laughs> but here's the okay. thing. Michelle and I are going to take a break for the summer and have some splish splash fun of our own. <laughs> We're going to come up for air and plan our fall lineup and just take a couple of months to relax and enjoy our families and tackle some other projects, um, all that jazz. And so we will be back in the fall. Let me just give you some teasers. Yes, we will talk about how to give better blowjobs so that wives yes. can be just as inspired as the husbands are as a result of the past three episodes. But gentlemen, if you will just spend the summer focusing on her and helping her feel really, really good, mm -hmm. she will be eager to learn how to reciprocate and return the favor. We're also gonna be talking to a wellness expert about how your nutrition and diet and your body is often uh, directly negatively impacting your sexual libido. Um, we're going to be talking to just lots of different experts. As I said, Lael Harrelson that has covenantspice.com. She's going to talk to us about marital aids and, and what you need to know before you buy and all that jazz. So I'm really excited about the fall. I'm too. I yeah. am too. But this is how we're going to roll. Uh, we record in the spring. We take the summer off. We record in the fall. So I just want to thank everyone for all the great feedback that we've gotten no. uh, from, the, from the first episode. And if you would like to give us more feedback or tell us what kind of interviews or topics you would like to hear us discuss, call 321-30-ON-TAP. Again, 321-30-ON-TAP. Or you can email us on tap at shannonetheridge.com. Also, just want to remind everyone, I am still planning on having a Women at the Well workshop July 31st through August 3rd. We're keeping okay. our fingers crossed that we will feel comfortable mm -hmm. doing this. Uh, it will not exceed 10 people, the maximum that the government you know, is suggesting that you uh, not right. congregate more than 10 people at a time. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're aiming for and would love to hear from you if you would be interested in coming to Richmond, Kentucky for one of those four-day experiences. I can't tell you how transformational it is for the women who invest in those four days and Michelle yeah. is bobbing her head it's, up and down. Yes, it is absolutely life-changing. I mean, I, what it, I've done five of those workshops, four, I think four. Mm -hmm. So I'm clearly hooked and um, I would recommend it for anybody, anybody. Yeah, so and if, and if definitely. I recall, yeah, and if I recall correctly, you came first as a married woman and then a separated mm -hmm. woman and then a divorced woman and then a remarried yep. woman. And yep. so did you get something unique, custom tailored for oh, you yeah. every single yes. time, every single season? Yep. And that's what I, I've shared with you that I love is that, you know, we all come together from so many different backgrounds, so many different issues and struggles to hurdle over. Um, but, you know, I, like Shannon said, I've been in all different seasons in each workshop and Shannon just customizes everything for exactly where you are. 
and I don't know how you do it. I feel like you just lay in bed at night during those workshops and think of these tangible ways to, to help us overcome uh, the things that we're struggling with. But um, it, it's a life-changing experience. It's unique. It's one of a kind. It's an intimate setting. Um, you feel so bonded with the women that you're, you know, sharing this experience with once you leave. I, I'm close friends with multiple people that I've met over the past six years from going to these. So if you're thinking about it, if you're on the fence about it, uh, just go, just dive in head first and go and you'll be so thankful you went. Yeah. And husbands, I can't encourage you enough to just encourage her to go. You'll handle yeah. the kids, you'll handle the house, uh, you'll yes. handle the expense, just <laughs> really encourage her to go. You will be so glad that you did. And as a reminder, through June 30th, just to help people out in the coronavirus season, I'm offering a 25% discount on both life coaching mm -hmm. and workshop. So if you sign up for that workshop before June 30th, you can take advantage of that 25% discount. So again, this has been another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. And I just yeah. want to thank you for being our friend. And Michelle, thank you for being my friend. This has been a delightful yes. first season and I'm looking forward to having you back for another. I know, I know. So people stock up on your pineapple juice have fun this summer and we'll be back in the fall yeah drink the pineapple juice not the gorilla glue right yes yes make sure you pick the pineapple and enjoy your scavenger hunt finding your wife yes. she will love you for it we promise yes all right take care and god bless